and welcome to the Point of Care Ultrasound Certification Academy podcast, where we focus on POCUS. Here, we will discuss all things related to Point of Care Ultrasound, the practice, the trends, and its impact on healthcare. Our program will engage thought leaders who are defining global patient care with the stethoscope of the future. Hey, what do you say? James Day here and now recording live from the Focus on Pocus Studios, located in the appropriately named railroad suburban town of Media, Pennsylvania, where we do media in media. Today, we have Carrie Hayes as our honored guest on the program, and she is an interventional radiology physician assistant for Houston Methodist Hospital. She has about 15 years of experience as a registered diagnostic medical sonographer and vascular technologist. She completed her Master of Health Science and PA studies at Duke University. She serves in many roles at RADAID International, but her primary goal is to help facilitate and support the need for ultrasound education through hands-on ultrasound training, curriculum development, volunteer selections, and wide variety of other considerations, including infection control. She serves as a liaison between operational and regional leadership to provide necessary ultrasound support. Her work abroad providing assessments and hands-on ultrasound education has been primarily in Haiti to date, but she will be exploring other countries, including Ethiopia, Tanzania, and Laos. How are you today, Carrie? I'm good. How are you guys? It's great to be on. Thanks for having me. Yes, and I noticed your wish list there. Why isn't Paris in there? Well, I went to Paris for a couple of weeks, enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, but, I, you know, I can't say I know much about the ultrasound <laughs> scene in Paris, but maybe next time. <laughs> yeah, you're all over the world, and we were just talking before the program about working in Haiti. And uh, so you're primarily right. there, and there's a lot of unrest going on there now, like you pointed out. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I mean, from time to time, you would, you know, safety's paramount when we're when we're traveling to provide education, support uh, to radiology services and in countries. So when there's unrest, you know, our, our team's safety is paramount. We just have to kind of hit the pause button, let things settle, and then and then hop back in when we can. Yeah. So what's ultra ultrasound education like? How is it different in that developing world? Well, I guess the primary difference, which we're starting to see some change in those trends, is that, you know, like here in the U.S., we have tons of training programs. You can go and become a sonographer. You go for a year or two, decide what you want to do and decide what specialty you want to work in. There are registries that you can take to show, hey, I have this credential. I have this skill set. Um, there's support for that. I mean, even there's support in hospitals that there will be a sonographer and this will be her job. In the developing world, very few to no uh, certified training programs. I mean, a lot of folks are learning on the job through various teachers, various methods, so there's really no way to have any quality control. Um, ultrasound, as you know, is one of those little things that we can put in our pocket now. Um, little laptop, mm -hmm. we can get it in, we can do scans, and, and so as, as a result, there are a lot of people getting their hands on ultrasound, a lot of ultrasound being done, but the quality of that kind of comes into question. Um, so I would say the big difference would just be just the lack of being able to go and get some, uh, get certified training that's accredited or, you know, quantified in some way. Um, that's the, the biggest difference. I mean, there's definitely work culture differences, you know, sonographers or folks doing ultrasound 
they aren't really recognized as having a special skill set. It's just something they learn to do. It may be a nurse. They say, now you're going to be the person that does ultrasound. Yeah. Um, so there are just some holes there. And because it's such an important modality, it's such a powerful modality in some of the places where we provide education, ultrasound is the only modality and they're using it for everything, which as you know, may not be the, the best thing sometimes. Yes. And I know you've been to Haiti. I've been to Haiti. Um, and uh, I remember uh, the the children, the school age children are dressed immaculately, even though there's such yes. abject pro- poverty there. They're walking down the street. Right. We were in a clinic and there a guy in a truck with a giant speaker uh, riding around tied to it was uh, announcing that they were Americans providing ultrasound at the clinic. And the next thing we knew, there was a line wrapped around the block, and people came like three hours away. Uh, As the word got out, we were there about a week, and um, wow. I still have, yeah, I'm sure you know a lot of that. Yeah, no, I mean, they they will come. They leave their families. It's it's often a a hardship for them to Mm -hmm. not work, to not be their children, so it just makes it even more important that when ultrasound is being provided, that we're you know, equipping those folks doing the ultrasound with the skills that they need. Because this may be a one-off event. This may be the only time they're able to come in and get that medical care. So it's really important to be strategic about the ultrasound that you're doing to get the answers that you need. So what do you think about, uh, you spoke about it a little bit earlier, the, the lack of the proper ultrasound education and how that impacts the patient panel or, or the population there in Haiti yeah, I mean, or I anywhere think, for that matter. Well, I think, I think it just affects the, the power of the modality. Um, there are probably a lot of clinical questions they can answer they're not even aware of. There are probably clinical questions they're trying to answer that they're just not going to get an answer uh, with ultrasound. Mm-hmm. So just, just providing education about that is, has been huge. Uh, we just want to empower them. We want to empower those communities. Haiti is a good example. They, they're the sort of community that want you to come in, teach them, empower them, and then leave. Uh, they, don't, they don't want to be relying on you forever and ever. They want to be empowered within their, with their own community. And so that, that's our goal. Right. The old uh, teach a man to fish. And he'll fish forever thing, yeah. That's now I remember right. the doctor where we were at. He was uh, he was trying to avoid constantly sending his patients uh, all over the island to Miami and to uh, the DR so uh, they could be properly scanned. He wanted to empower the the local doctor. Right. I think it will take time, but it, it's going to happen. It'll happen. Right. Right. Well, and that's and that's one of the things that we're striving for um, with Rad International is providing education. And we just recently partnered with Intelios. Uh, to create sort of a specialized certification through RADID and Atelius to help give recognition to those folks that we've been teaching and training for all these years to demonstrate their proficiency in, in doing certain types of ultrasound. This is something brand new, something really exciting we're working on. So we're hoping that now we can sort of identify these folks. Um, so, yeah, definitely times are changing for sure. You know, I wonder what the big difference between Doctors Without Borders and uh, RADID is. Do you, have you noticed that in your travels? Yeah, I mean, I think our Eradicate's focus is that we we are a radiology nonprofit. Right. So our our goal is to go in. We do this really extensive assessment of everything radiology, from the generators to the ultrasound machines to the staff to the patient population to the distance they have to travel to get to that hospital or clinic. Mm-hmm. We look at all of those things and we figure out how can we help. What does the hospital need? What resources do they have? How do we optimize it? Um, 
so I think for us, we're just very radiology focused. Our goal is to help build the radiology department of radiology services, whereas Doctors Without Borders, I don't know if they're targeting a certain specialty or a certain region, yeah. but we often collaborate with you know lots of other folks as well, like radiation oncologists or we're also collaborating with like IT, like we're putting PAC stations in some of our facilities abroad. So we find that we're having to pull in lots of disciplines to really get the goal accomplished. But I think we're unique in just that we're a radiology group. We just focus on that. Yeah, what, I'm just curious, what kind of machines they got down there have you run across? Because uh, we brought our own. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, really any and everything. You see a lot of those sort of dinosaurs that have yeah. been donated and they're still working. Like I, like one of the clinics I was in had an HD 5000. I mean, it was still, the images were beautiful. They had wow. all the probes. I enjoyed scanning on it. Um, you see a lot of sonocyte units. Yeah. Um, I see quite a few CX-50s, and then you see some of the other brands you don't see as much. I can't, like, sonoscape. I mean, you, we've seen a, l- a little bit of it all. Toshiba, I think it really depends on the region they are and what sort of in-country support they have. Um, that's one of the things we also offer when folks are saying, hey, we need to, we'd like to get a new ultrasound unit. Can you give us advice? So that's the first thing we're doing is looking to see what do you have in country because we want you to have support for that unit. You know, we want you to have warranty. We want you to get service because these ultrasound units become the powerhouse of the hospital or the clinic. And if that goes down, the patients sitting around the block, they don't get an ultrasound. So it's not, you know, it's really important the equipment that they have and that it's, 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 that it's current and, and usable. So we even have a whole section in our group where that's, that's the focus is, you're helping them with that sort of thing. So you got to help the whole part. You, you can, you can, you can send a radiologist or a sonographer to a clinic to help them, but if they don't have the resources there, they need, you're not going to be very effective. That's the whole point of our assessment. Yeah. And I'm sure you have plenty of stories. So this yeah. question is, give us some stories. Do you have any uh, unique challenges to providing the ultrasound education in the developing world or any case studies or something that might've happened? I think we run into all kinds of things and I have stories, things that I harken back to, but um, this actually similarly, it was a Haiti story and you mentioned the connection with Miami with Florida earlier. Yeah. Um, same, you know, we were there, we were providing a one week symposium to radiologists, physicians, surgeons about ultrasound, CT, MR, everything, x-ray um, and word got out uh, that we were there. Uh, I was there, it was Myself, one sonographer, one uh, x-ray tech, and then there were like four residents and four radiologists. Um, and so somehow the word came through Miami, because this hospital worked very close with Miami, that we were going to be there. And there was a little girl that they wanted us to do ultrasound for that they had, they felt a, a, a mass. She had had an x-ray. Um, so she traveled with her family several hours, uh, came to the hospital. They brought her in, just the cutest, sweetest little thing, um, got her up, did the ultrasound. She had a very large renal mass. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually had a CT scanner on site at that hospital, did a CT to confirm. There was actually a pediatric uh, surgeon there who later did her surgery. So we got a happy ending for that one. Wow. Um, so it's just to have, to have a group of radiologists, a sonographer, a pediatric surgeon, communications with Miami with this hot, it's just all the stars aligned for this little girl. So it was very exciting. You know, we, we have these happy endings. You know, I had, yeah, that, that's just one. That's just one. <laughs> that's good. I'm sure you have many more tales to tell us. But, you know, what you're telling me, you're thinking about, you may wind up in Peru and all this. So putting it out there to the audience and other people that may have an interest in Rad Ada, how do you find these qualified ultrasound volunteers to travel abroad and teach ultrasound? 
So we have a website, Rad International, um, and there is an, a page that discusses uh, my program, so the ultrasound program, and there there to help you get involved. Um, so if you're interested in traveling or providing education, there's a link to a survey. You fill that out. Um, it, it basically gives us some insight to you as a sonographer, your history, um, your experience, that sort of thing. And then we call you and do a formal interview over the phone, um, not just, you know, kind of ultrasound do you do, what are you interested in, but also some kind of situational questions. You know, how would you deal with this scenario? How would you deal with that scenario? We have to kind of get a feel for these folks because you're going to face a lot of unique challenges in the developing world. We want to feel good about you being there and traveling there. Um, so once the interview is complete, we make recommendations based on you and how the interview went. And we would connect you with one of our uh, country program leaders one that, that has a need that matches your skill set, and we would connect you with those folks, and they get you involved in a team. So then they would engage you to the team and the plan, and um, we as the organization have funding streams that help to uh, pay for travel, like travel clinic expense. Um, so it's a funded uh, opportunity. Um, you'll spend time there. It can range anywhere from a week to a month, whatever you have available. Um, you'll be there supported. You know, these are all relationships we build on the ground with with uh, hospitals or clinics where we have uh, MOUs standing. Is that we have a relationship that we've built, so we're able to support you and we, you help us keep the project going. They help keep our work alive. And then when they return, we debrief. You know, they will be the persons who hand off to the next uh, volunteer to travel. And so there's constantly building the program in each. So it's a very exciting time. We have a lot of support from a lot of different organizations, a lot of wonderful partners. Uh, we've got, we've got, uh, programs in over over 30 approaching 40 countries now and ultrasound is probably our most commonly used modality that's great that's good news um and i know you do a lot in the in the hospital you do a lot of ultrasound guided procedures what what are you doing i'm just curious um mostly um you know i i've done i've done a little bit of it all i mm -hmm. mean i think we really do a lot of um you know fluids you know parathoras uh, line placement biopsies, drains, that sort of thing, where I am currently. I mean, I've done biopsy as well, like organ biopsy, other things. So, I mean, ultrasound, I mean, I've got an ultrasound probe in my hand just about all day, every day. Mm. Um, and then with my volunteer with Rad Aid, it's the same. So it's kind of like my third arm. <laughs> <laughs> I always have one with me. I mean, it's always there. And then now that you can put them in your pocket, it, it makes it even easier. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, listen, Carrie, uh, Carrie Hayes, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we appreciate you for taking the time to be here today. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it's a, thank it's, you guys. it's really great. Yeah, it's great to have you on our podcast and all your work global that you're doing. Yeah. And your contribution to the world. Thank you so much. You guys check out the website if you're interested. We'd love to have you. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> all right. Well, listen. <laughs> thanks very much uh, for being with us today. Take it easy and uh, bye bye. Bye. Be sure to join us at Twitter at POCUS Academy and Facebook at POCUS CERT Academy. If you'd like to learn more about the POCUS community, visit us at POCUSworld.org. Take a look at participating in our POCUS 25 research. Help contribute to the scientific development of the top 25 point-of-care ultrasounds. And we'll see you next time.
The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are the views and opinions of the guests and not those of Intelios. This podcast is for information purposes only.